tips for succeeding at a conference on today's episode. Today's episode is brought to you by ConvertKit, the ultimate list building, tagging, and segmentation tool. To find out how ConvertKit can change your business and double your profits, go to servedomaster.com backslash ConvertKit today. Are you tired of dealing with your boss? Do you feel underpaid and underappreciated? If you want to make it online, fire your boss and start living your retirement dreams now. Then you've come to the right place. Welcome to Serve No Master Podcast, where you'll learn how to open new revenue streams and make money while you sleep. Presented live from a tropical island in the South Pacific by best-selling author Jonathan Green. Now, here's your host. I'm currently traveling right now, and the reason I'm on the road is because I'm going to a conference. I only go to two of these a year. And by the time you're listening to this, because I'm recording this in advance, I'll be at the event. But I want to talk to you about how to prepare yourself for that moment before you go to an event and how to strategize. See, the biggest mistake that people make is they start the event the moment they get there. They don't do any research on the lay of the land or where the event's happening. They're waiting to be told what to do. They approach the event like many people do, like most people approach life, like sheep. Tell me what to do with this event. Tell me where to go. Tell me where the parties are. And you end up finding out about the lowest level aspect of an event. See, at any type of conference, you have several tiers of people. There's usually three. There's usually the people that are speakers and high-level networkers, and they kind of know each other, and they're connected, and they're switched on. You have the people at the very bottom. It's their first event. They have no idea what's going on, and they get that event program, and they clutch to it like a baby holding on to its pacifier. They just can't let go of that schedule. And I can tell you right now, there's a benefit to doing that. If you're going to an event and you're learning something and you're there to learn a specific skill, so that's valuable. Or if you're in an industry where you have to go to a conference or an event in order to maintain your license, something like that, yeah, of course you got to do that. But the more you're trapped to the schedule, the more you'll be limited. You'll only interact with people who are being paid to interact with you. So maybe the person hosting the event will show up at that party that night, that mixer for 20 minutes, but it'll mostly be their staff. There's nothing worth less than interacting with someone's staff at an event. Remember, you're trying to grow and build as an entrepreneur or an author. Anyone who's working for someone else, they aren't doing what you want. They have failed. They might be making a lot of money. It might be very cool, but they're still an employee. I know a lot of people that are number twos and number threes, and I rarely talk to them. If someone approaches me and wants me to promote their offer, I expect the owner to talk to me. I don't want to listen to their JV broker. I don't want to listen to their number two. And that's how a lot of business is done. So you can end up becoming friends with tons of number twos and number threes, but then you'll discover they don't really know anything and they don't have any power. See, they've never built a business from the ground up. They've never written a book by themselves. One of the sources for content that I go to, and it's really good, I get a lot of information. The training that I go through is from this really cool company, but they already had a following of over a million people on their list. And then they hired people to start building products within that. And then the people who did that talk about their journey. And that's nice but they don't know what it's like to really do it. They don't know what it's like to do it with no following. They don't know what it's like to do it without anyone backing you up. It's very easy to be an employee for someone, do a project when they already have a massive following. That's not impressive. And so as you go to these events, you have to decide where you want to be. There are also the people in the middle who know there's more going on outside the events and maybe they network with each other a little bit, but they never jump to the higher echelons. Now, the reason I think this talk is so timely, this specific episode is that I'm going to an event for the first time. I've never been to this particular event before 
and I don't have any high level connections there. Now I know two or three other people who are going to be there and that's it. So I'm not starting at raw zero. They've been to one or two of the previous events. And the first thing that you do, if you know anyone who's been to the event before, you get as much intelligence as you can from them. Now I can tell you right now that 90% of the intel that I've gotten from my current sources is worthless. I ask them questions and then I ask them questions in a different way a few days later and the answers change. That tells me the information is of no value. Some people network and luck is a big part of their strategy. And if you are already successful, people will bounce into you randomly that recognize your success and success means success, that's okay. But I always want to get 10 times better results than just that. See, I can show up next week and because I've got a little bit of juice, because some people will recognize some of my products or some of the things I've worked on in the past, I'll guaranteed make five or 10 cool connections. And that's okay if you're going to an event once a month, but I want to go to an event twice a year at most. So I want to make 50 or 100 connections. Because if I make 50 or 100 soft Skype contacts, they will generate for me seven or eight figures over the next five years. They'll send me projects. They'll ask for help copywriting things. They'll send me traffic. They'll ask me to partner on stuff. They'll ask me to help their friend of a friend and then pay me back tenfold. Building out my Skype contact list is really most of my business. So I want to do things that turbocharge it. And there's a couple of things I'm doing. Now the event's next week and I've already flown to the country. I'm in a different city right now because the people I know have been before in another city. But I'm actually going to go up to the event hotel two days early. There's a couple of things I want to find out. I want to study the architecture of the building. I want to know my way around the hotel very well. So when someone says, hey, where's the bathroom? I'll know. It makes you seem smart. I want to know where all the bars are in the building. I want to know where all the rooms are. If there's different towers, if someone tells me the room number, I want to know where that is without having to look at a map. I want to know the names of all the conference rooms and where they all are. Those little pieces of intel help to give me an advantage. The more I know that other people don't, the more leverage I have in different ways. Additionally, one of my big business partners actually flying out from America to this conference. We're planning some things and we want to do what we, we thought about a couple of different ways of doing things. We thought about getting a booth and kind of spending quite a bit of money on a booth and hiring booth girls and having promo stuff to give away. And we realized that's not the right strategy for us because then you can't move around. You're not mobile. And most of my success comes from the ability to be mobile. So then we look at well, what's another thing, you know, when I'm well known for throwing my parties in the past, but this is a massive party city. And I don't like to throw a party at an event I've never been to because maybe the organizational structure, it won't work or I'll throw the wrong type of party. So what I have to do instead is set up a series of options that I can adapt to. So I'm actually setting up several layers of plans. The first layer of plans is I'm calling a bunch of different modeling agencies. And if we're going to throw a party, I can hire and have 10 or 20 models show up that day. So I can actually do it short term. I'm setting up the ability to adapt. That's one of the layers. We've also rented one of the best suites in the hotel and we're going to stock it with booze and snacks and stuff so we can have important people somewhere we can hang out private. So we can invite 10, 20 or 30 people to come hang out. That's one possible direction we're looking at. Another possible direction I'm looking at is different bars that we might be able to rent out. Because we're in Asia, the price is much lower. We can rent out a bar for $1,000 or $2,000 a night. So we can say, hey, everyone who's in our circle, we're renting out this rooftop bar. It's going to be awesome. We've got this bar and 20 models. Perfect. Now, it's very important to understand why models are such a big part of my networking business. People think it's because they're good looking. That's such a small component. The real reason you hire models is because they've always been good looking. So they've always been popular, which means they know how to talk to people. They know how to talk to people that are socially awkward. Most people that work in internet marketing, most authors, most copywriters, we work by ourselves all the time. They're not social Jedis. They're not used to talking to other people. So what you have there is a bunch of people that it's so natural for them. They start all the conversations. People at my parties 
talk to a model for five minutes and they talk to each other for an hour. You're creating a social lubrication. That's the key. That's one of the secrets. Understanding some of these things helps you understand the strategy behind the parties I throw and some of the things I do. Now, beyond all that, maybe you're going up and you can't do any of those things, right? You have no budget, whatever. So let's talk about prepping with no budget. What you can do, number one, is memorize the website for the hotel. Memorize the website for the hotel. Look at Google Maps and look at every restaurant and every hotel nearby. Learn where all the different things are. If people want to go to a bar, what are the nearest five bars? If people want to get an Uber, what's the average Uber cost in that area? Knowing these little pieces of information seems very trite. I know that. But I can tell you and I can guarantee you it will change your financial destiny if you follow these little steps. The more things you know, so when people are talking to each other like, hey, what does a taxi cost around here? Does anyone know? You know. Hey, where's the bathroom? You know. This is how you can talk to people that have massive value. They're millionaires or billionaires and you would love to do business with them. They have so much value, but in that moment, you know what they want to know. So you have situational value. Learn all these different things. If you live in the city for the event, go there early. Learn your way around. All of these things are very valuable. Some cities, people will walk everywhere. People can walk from the hotel to here and there. Sometimes they never leave the hotel. There are two types of events people throw in Las Vegas, on the strip and off the strip. My friend, when he throws events in Las Vegas, he wants them to be far away from everything so that people don't leave the hotel. They can't just walk from bar to bar. And that's part of his strategy. In that case, you want to really know your way around that hotel. But sometimes people drive everywhere. And in that case, providing transportation is critical. If you rent, even if you don't live there, right, you can rent a big car, rent a limousine, drive people around, you have a captive audience. This is where knowing the lay of the land allows you to adapt a little bit. What I'm designing for this event is layers, layers of defense so that if one plan doesn't work, the next plan can fall into place. I have multiple plans. If we could throw a party in the hotel and it'll work, then that's what I'm going to do. And I'll make it happen the second or third day. It won't be the first night. It'll be the second or third night. If that's not going to work, okay, fine. Maybe we'll rent out a bar. If that's not going to work, maybe we'll just get 10 cute girls to hang out with us so that we, all the people that are really successful want to hang out. Everyone likes to hang around beautiful women. Now at certain events, I hire male models as well. Sometimes you need beautiful men. It just depends on the mix of the audience. Because I haven't been to this event before, I don't know the mix. So I'm prepping those different things. When you're going to a conference, you want to view it as a mission. And you need to know what your goal is. If there are specific people you want to meet, you want to design a strategy for meeting that person. There's one person that I recognize from the whole event on the list of speakers. And I go, I'm going to find a way to meet this guy. It's already part of my plan. And what I'll do is leverage my way, work my way up, the social chain so that me and this guy meet within three days. I guarantee you, I'm going to have a picture with this guy next week and it's going to be on my website. So I'll show that I can do it. These little steps will change your life. Having a strategy means that you're a one percenter. 99% of the people have no strategy. They don't know what they're going to do. They don't know what the hotel looks like until they get there. Someone hands them a map and they start. If you start prepping just two or three days in advance or a week in advance, you have a massive edge. The next thing that you can do is pick specific people you want to meet. I mentioned that there's one speaker I'm interested in connecting with. Another thing that you can do is find all of the people who are going to the event because every event has a Facebook group or they have a forum. They have a place where you can see who else is coming. Find other people from that list. Find their picture from social media. Save it on your phone. Save it in a piece of paper and then add them to your target list. Speakers are so easy to meet at events. If you know what a speaker looks like and you speak to them before they go up on stage, very easy to form that connection. Most people don't know who the speaker is until they see them up on stage. They can't connect what they look like to who they are. So if you speak to them first, there's no competition. You get in there early and they go, wow, 
you knew who I was before you saw me speak on stage. That's cool. You actually interested in me. Let's talk. And that's how you can kind of get some early value. These are just some of the ways to start prepping for events. Every event is different. Every type of conference is different. But what I want you to do is always be thinking outside the box. Always be thinking strategically. Always think, what's the best way to prepare for this? And that will get you in the right state of mind. Part of my preparation, I'm learning where are the coolest bars, where are the coolest rooftop bars, different types of bars, nightclubs, hookah bars. People want to go to different types of bars. If you can go, oh, I know the nearest hookah bar. Now, a lot of people, their strategy is to pull out their phone and check TripAdvisor or check some app. That's okay. But if you've been there before, if you live in that town and you just go to every bar near there and you can walk in and you know the bartender, you know other people or something like that, or you know where the best table is, you know, oh, that hookah bar's got good reviews, but this one's better right now. Those reviews are all six months old. You can become more valuable. Don't just be someone who lazily checks their phone at the last minute. Your intel is worthless because anyone can check their phone. It's not special. It's not real intel. It's secondhand because you're just repeating what someone else told you, what you saw online. I do all of these things. I take events very, very seriously because they're the biggest component of my business. They accelerate everything. Yes, I'm a great copywriter. People will pay me $5,000 to write a sales letter. But how do I find those people? I don't want to post on Upwork. I mentioned the other day in the previous episode how important networking is for finding great clients. This is how you do it. Go to an event. You get to meet everyone. Let them know what you're good at. Put the word out. You also want to have in your strategy a single thing you're pitching or a single thing you're mentioning. See, right now I have strong presences in a couple of spaces. I have a strong presence in fitness. I have a strong presence in male dating. I have a strong presence in author and Amazon. I also am working with someone who's in the video game space. If I try to pitch all of those to everyone, it'll become overwhelming and it will cost me every conversation will turn into a failure. Now, because I'm more advanced, I tend to start off with one thing and I'll push my one main thing. So because the partner I'm with, we're in the male dating and health space, that's the main thing that the partner who's flying out here with me is works on with me on. That's the main thing I'll talk about to people. However, someone says, oh, I'm not in that space. I'm in the video game space. That's when I bring up a secondary thing. And ideally, I would introduce them to my video game partner. But he's sick right now and he's not at this event. But that's how you approach it. That's what you want to do. If you go to something and say, hey, I'm writing books for Amazon. I'm also doing a podcast. I'd also love to interview for my magazine. People don't like that. If you remember yesterday's episode, I talked a little about calls to action and buy buttons. You can only give people one task you want from them. So if you say, hey, I'd love to interview for my podcast, that's the only thing you can ask for them. If you say, hey, I would love to interview you for my blog, then that's the only thing you can do. Hey, I would love to talk about project A. Don't ever bring up project B. You can't bring up multiple things because then it's too much. It turns from something interesting into something annoying. Be very strategic. Get into a strategic mindset. Every time I go to an event, I'm always looking around to see what's going on. I'm always looking around the room and going, are any of the speakers in this room? Oftentimes, they have a green room for the speakers or they have all the speakers sitting off to one side. Look for that section. Figure out what they're doing. Watch when they all sneak out of the room and see where they go. I've been to events before where no one's paying attention. Five of the sneakers sneak out to go to the bar. Guess what? I go to the bar too to get a drink. And I don't say, hey, you guys are the speakers, right? What I do is I go, oh, hey, you guys taking a little break, a little break from all the talks too? You guys having a good time? Don't act like you know who they are. Don't give up all your strategy. You don't have to reveal how strategic you are. Just be smart and people will respond to it. Allow there to be an air of mystery about how you always know what's going on and how you're switched on. It's not that I'm a genius. It's not that I can predict anything. I'm just always watching what's happening and I'm paying attention. Yeah, listen to the speakers. Sometimes there's some great talks. Most of the conferences I go to, however, are pitch fests. You pay $1,000 and then every single person on stage wants to sell you their $5,000 course. I have no interest in that. I'm not there to spend money. I'm there to make money. 
figure out what you're there to do. I know some people, you know, they've been in the business as long as I have and they haven't gone anywhere. And one of the reasons is they go to events and they just, they're like, hey, I paid a bunch of money. I'm not leaving this room. I want to get the information I paid for. I understand that. I totally understand that mindset. I recommend you get someone else to take notes for you or you get the DVDs of the event if you want, the recordings. Focus more for you on leveraging your networking skills and growing your business. See, yeah, I can learn another retargeting trick if I sit through a two-hour talk or I can meet someone in the hallway and we do a deal that's going to make me $50,000 over the next six weeks. What I'm trying to teach you is not how to make a little bit of money. I'm trying to teach you now how to explode financially. Networking properly, and this is why Networking Empire, my new course, is the course I'm the proudest of, and it's why I've spent so much time on it. Because it takes your income, and instead of bumping you 3 or 5%, it doubles or triples it every time you network properly. You can explode. You can go from $1,000 a month to $2,000 a month. Next conference, you hit $5,000 a month, then you're at $10,000 a month. When you demonstrate that you can execute, and when you use basic networking, you can explode in any market at any conference. My entire business, all of my leveraging comes from how I connect with people and my ability to go to a conference, figure out who I should be talking to. One other thing, this is something advanced. This actually isn't even in Networking Empire. This is a trick that I developed when I was in college. Always approach the number two. See, walking up to a celebrity, so obvious. Everyone does it. Hey, I'm a big fan, da-da-da. Walk up to that celebrity's best friend who gets 1% of the attention. That means they're 99 times easier to talk to. Break in. One of the largest marketers in the world, I met through his brother. I met the brother, chatted to him for a while. We exchanged phone numbers and Skypes. Guess what? The guy is almost impossible to reach. Walking up directly to the guy who has a massive, massive following, impossible to break through the signal-to-noise ratio. Too many people are clamoring around. So I become friends with that high-level contact, the best friend, the brother, the wife, the business partner. Then a week after the event, I get access to that person when all those other voices have died down. That's where the real power is. So that's my final and one of my most powerful tips is to pay attention, not just to the main person, but to the person next to them who's bored, who doesn't get as much attention. That person will often be much, 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 much easier to approach. These are the ways we want to approach every area of business. See, everything I do is on purpose. Every conversation I have, every move I make, it's very strategic. Everything I do is about going to where I want to with my business and my life. Because guess what? Every dollar I make is about helping my kids. Very important to me. The reason, and I mentioned this in a previous episode, I'm going through all the rigmarole with life insurance and health insurance and doing all this stuff. And they just sent me a massive list of medical tests they want me to go through. All this stuff, right? All the rigmarole that I'm going through. The reason I do that is because I want to provide for my kids in their future. And it's the same reason I'm so tactical and strategic with how I approach conferences and events. I don't want to go to seven events if I can get the same results from going to one. And especially when you're starting out, going to a conference or an event, it can be quite expensive. Maybe you can only afford to go to a local conference. Or maybe you can afford to go to one national one once a year. So I want to give you maximum results. Because when you do it right, when you pay attention to what's actually going on, you enter this elite circle. People who can network recognize other networkers. Like attracts like. You don't have to be rich. You just have to be switched on. And when people can see that you're switched on, they'll be drawn to you and you'll start getting invited to those top secret parties and parties like my parties. And yes, I'm going to, and I'm hosting a massive new event next year. And I'm so excited about it. And one of the great things that you're going to see is that you're going to get invited to that. If you do, 
decide to jump on board with Networking Empire, those will be the first group of people that I tell all about my secret conference. Thank you so much, and I'm so excited to watch you change your life when you explode at the next conference you go to. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Serve No Master. Make sure you subscribe so you never miss another episode. We'll be back tomorrow with more tips and tactics on how to escape that rat race. Head over to servenomaster.com forward slash podcasts now for your chance to win a free copy of Jonathan's bestseller, Serve No Master. All you have to do is leave a five-star review of this podcast. See you tomorrow. Thank you for listening to the Serve No Master podcast. Make sure to subscribe so that together we can achieve true freedom.